Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I am your host, Tadrice Parker, aka Coach, coaching running, weight loss, and accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There, you can find our online coaching programs for beginners and beyond. We're going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can help get you into the best shape of your life empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as we also will inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and take us up on our seven day keeping it real health challenge. With that, you will be added to our Facebook accountability group for free for seven days. Seven days can change your life. Remember, The thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's get into this week's show. Uh, Welcome to another week of the show. I'm excited. I am more than excited to bring on our guest today, Amy Zabrowski. Okay, we're going to get into a little bit about the week that was. I got this motivational quote to get us hyped. Okay, but how are you, Amy Zabrowski? How are you today? I'm doing very good. That is so fantastic to hear. Last week, I had um, Vasant Kumar on, the intermittent fasting story, Vasant Kumar. And this week, the title of this episode will be Running an Intermittent Fasting Story, Amy Zabrowski. How's that sound? (laughs) so guys so guys let me tell you something um amy is a faithful listener of the podcast i want to say long time listener but i i personally don't even know how long she's been listening to the show the show has only been around while we're we're less than a year old okay but being a faithful listener she says she listened to just about every episode so far i'm very hyped and excited about that and um i wanted to bring her on the show to share her story and she originally said that she doesn't even know what she can contribute to the show. I said, listen, everyone has a story, and all I want to know is what, what is your story. And then I found out that she does intermittent fasting, too. She's been practicing for a little bit now. And so we're going to tap into uh, Amy, find out, peel back the layers uh, of, this, of this individual and find out how she does things and how it's been working for her. The running and the intermittent fasting portion. Um, This is what I want to say before we get into that. I shared a motivational quote, and I want to get your thought on this, Amy. I shared a motivational quote this week with members of the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You program. And the motivational quote goes as follows. The accomplishment of any goal is the progressive accumulation or compound effect of small steps taken consistently over time. So that's Darren Hardy. He says he said that in the book, The Compound Effect. What if you understood that quote, what does that mean for you? Baby steps, uh, little by little, uh, just doing what you can at that time, just doing the best you can with the resources that you have and just keep progressing. You know what's funny? The compound effect, okay? Um, I, I told I told our walkers and our runners, I said, listen, I can do 250 push-ups in one day. No problem. My max is 500. But the next day, I might not do any push-ups. 
So I, I, I signed up to this uh, 100 a day push up challenge Facebook group that, that I got invited to. And I said, you know what? I always want to be consistent with doing my push ups, but I have these, these high days and then three days of not doing anything. So 100 is no problem. But now I'm on day 17. That means I did 1,700 push ups, and that's a compound effect, right? And, you know, we're not going to reach our goals overnight. Amy talked about baby steps. I'm talking about doing push-ups, 100 a day. What is that going to do for you in the long run? Um, the compound effect of you signing up to a 5K event or a half marathon, and we know many of these races have been canceled or postponed to another date. What are you doing, though, right now? Don't sit back into the recliner and say, well, it was me. Still take time to go exercise for yourself. Train, at, I've been saying this week after week, and I'm going to continue to say it until things go back to semi-normal, right? Train as if that race that you had planned on April 26th is still going to happen. For me, that would have been the April Fool's Half Marathon. So I gave you a little portion, guys, of the week that was, but, but I got to go into this anyway. I want to know, how was your week? Was anything that we mentioned in previous podcasts Helped, you, helped your life at all, enhanced it. We would love to hear from some of your successes. Please feel free to contact me, Tadrice Parker. I'll leave the spelling in the show notes. On uh, You can connect with me on Facebook. I always uh, am available to uh, start a conversation if you like. You can submit questions that we can discuss in future episodes. Um, you can go to our blog. We, we This episode will have a written portion with it as well. You can leave a comment there. If you are an Apple podcast user, please go to Apple, uh, go to your podcast, rate the episode, comment. Those things will help other people find our show a lot easier. And if you would like to become a supporter of our content, we do blogs. We have uh, motivation videos that is done on Facebook. Um, and we have this podcast. If you would like to be a contributor, a supporter of the show, you can go to paypal.me slash coach You can do as little as a dollar. You can buy me a cup of black coffee for five, you know, a new pair of running socks, or you can, you can just put, put in any dollar amount that you would like. Those funds will help us continue to create content. It would actually help us buy some equipment. Okay. For our devices, which when we make our videos and such. So when it comes to the week that was for us, I did another free virtual training, uh, run-walk training. It was a 30-minute session. Uh, we had Ethel Mobley on from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Carol, they're, they're not members of our Run to the Best You program yet. But Carol left the – she left saying that I never smiled. I never smiled after a workout before. So I asked her, why were you smiling this time? That made me feel good. Something I did right in that virtual training since we can't meet locally something i did in that virtual training had her smiling she said you know i was motivated the whole time you made me feel like i can do it my brother had told me that i take off too fast when i run in the past and so now i was able to finish this workout feeling good and i was kind of smiling because if i listen to uh, advice sometimes it, it actually works out for me she actually did her virtual training in her backyard, so she doesn't have to cut the grass. She ran, you know, like in a circle in the backyard. Amy, what kind of commitment is that that Carol put forth there? What do you think about someone doing that? 
That's awesome. That's awesome. That is so cool. <laughs> Ethel Mobley. <laughs> Ethel Mobley is from Atlantic City. She did it in her living room. And she said that, you know, because of everything that's going on, she's been so confused and scared to go outside uh, because one minute they say, uh, stay in your house. And then the next minute they say, but go outside, get some fresh air, take a walk. So she's like, you know, maybe I'll throw on a mask and just go for a walk. You know, something that I kind of mentioned is like this morning I ran nine miles outside super early. There was nobody out there because I wake up, I woke up at, I don't even, I'm embarrassed to tell you how, what time I woke up this morning. I woke up at like two 30 in the morning and I said, I'm not going back to sleep. I'm going to get up. I'm going to have a productive day. I'm going to get this nine mile run in before my son wakes up and, and, you know, I don't have to take any time away from him, but it was a safe environment for me to run in because there was no one outside. Okay. Um, I need to give a shout out to Tammy from Michigan. She was on again. Uh, she had a great time. Local members like Jen Burke, a mother of two. She wasn't going to get on. And then I messaged her right at like 30 minutes before. I was like, hey, you jumping on? That gave her the bump that she needed to say, yeah, I guess I should get on. And then Marie Geary, one of our, our resident walkers here in Galloway. So I want to give a shout out to those lovely people. But then the week that was also a major highlight was the end of a seven-day health challenge where we encourage you to match your workouts with your eating, you know, it's one thing to go run 10 miles, burn 1,200 calories. But if we sit there and drive through the fast food place, we can eat 1,200 calories. If we're not careful, we can eat that in 10 minutes. So 10 miles might take you an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, and then you just blew it by going and not paying attention to your diet. So Amy Zabrowski, she's been saying I kind of want to join one of these seven-day challenges. I just know I'm not ready to commit. But guess what, guys? She committed last week, ended the seven-day challenge on a Tuesday. And what was your results? Uh, what was it, three pounds? Three yeah, pounds plus? Yeah. You lost three pounds. How do you feel about that? Oh, <laughs> I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was what was some of your non-scale victories? Uh it has did you notice any non-scale things too? You lost the three pounds, but did you notice anything else in your energy level at all? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, the energy level was there, uh, more focused, uh, and the cravings. I, I was really surprised I wasn't craving the sugar because I've shared with you that sugar. I, I love sugar, ice yeah. cream, cake, and all that mm. stuff. So I wasn't craving it. I did really good. I'm still eating the same way. I'm still doing the 100% real. Um, and so I'm on day 12. And yesterday I was able to button up my blazer oh. that I bought eight years ago. It fits me better now than it did eight years ago. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Listen, we, you have been a part of the accountability group because you, you, you signed up for the seven day challenge. Uh, members get included into our accountability group for free. Um, our accountability group is for uh, subscribers to our Run to the Best You program. And uh, we need to see a picture of that, you and that blazer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, Amy's been going all out, guys. Listen, Amy had ran 19 miles um, a couple of weeks ago. She said she listened to the podcast just about the whole time. Our podcast, I was very um, inspired and very appreciative of that. Amy uh, supported the show by doing what I what I talked about with the PayPal.me. Um, and then she signed up to the seven-day challenge. And did you guys just hear this celebration? Like, you know, that's even more important than what 
the number on the scale was to be able to get into that blazer. What a testimonial. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amy, before I ask you any more questions as far as that's concerned, let's, let me just tell everybody what the seven day challenge is. So you can go on our website and take our seven day health challenge. Okay. You can read some testimonials on there of how this had, you know, I like to say seven days can change your life because once you are taught how eliminating processed foods like grains, soy, alcohol, legumes, dairy, and all sugar, even artificial sugar, you will start to uh, see the inflammation in your body go down. Maybe you're having inflammation in your shoulder and you got a little shoulder pain. Maybe it's that knee that's been bothering you. Eliminating these problematic food groups will help bring the inflammation down in your body. We're not just talking about your, your stomach area, but obviously that's going to help you on the scale as well. And you start to feel better. And then as Amy mentioned, the cravings weren't, weren't there. You know, everyone doesn't experience that in just the seven days. You know, uh, my wife, Nicole says that she still uh, have sugar cravings. And by the way, I just little, little pat on the back, shout out to myself. I don't know what made me do this, but I know what made me do this. I am on day 28 now of a 30 day process. Um, and I've been able to make it through. So the reason why I kind of like, man, you know, it's so stressful to have the kid home. You're trying to homeschool them. You're maybe working from home. You got all this stress going on. And, you know, as a stress eater, I might want to, you know, indulge in a couple of adult beverages at the end of the night or eat some sweets to, to, to self-medicate myself because all the stress that I may be under with this new change of conditions. Right. So now I'm like, I can't even, I can't even stress eat Amy. You know what I mean? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, but, but I feel good though. I feel real good um, that I'm able to be able to do this for 30 days. So guys, so people might say, well, what, what can you eat? You are eliminating all that stuff. You eat real meat. You know, check your labels, make, you know, um, nothing added to it. Just fresh meat, go, you know, make it yourself at home. Tons of vegetables, uh, some fruit and um, some nuts that is unseed, like you know, pistachios. The only thing on the bag, it says uh, pistachios and sea salt. That's it. So I, my first round of 30 days, I was getting mixed nuts, but then I found out that they were cooked in peanut oil. So peanuts is actually a legume, right? A lot of people don't know that. So without further ado, let me ask our guest today some questions about her running life, intermittent fasting, some things that she does around that because I believe she teaches Zumba as well. Um, Amy, why don't you tell our listeners where you're from? Okay. I'm originally from Detroit, Michigan, and I I moved out to San Diego with my parents at age 11. And um, I, about 20 years old, I moved out to Phoenix, Arizona, and now I've been back to San Diego. I am, I've been in San Diego for over 20 years total. Been around the world and now (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so so when, when you were you know growing up were you an athlete in school or anything like that no way no way I was the kid that was not selected for the team uh somehow I was able to cheat at running the mile you know uh, as soon as coach turns back and start walking that kind of a thing <laughs> um you know I wasn't a chubby kid or anything just lazy yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you would watch all the boys run while you were just seeing. <laughs> I mean, like with, with most of the girls, there, there was a lot of girls that was like that in my school anyway. Not, you know. Um, so what year did you end up picking up running and why? It was uh, 2014. Uh, my friend who inspired me to run, uh, uh, she invited me or suggested, hey, let's do uh, Los Cabos Half Marathon. And I said, okay, <laughs> sure, it sounds fun. And so then I started training for it. I started training in uh, November, and the, marath- the half marathon was in February. And uh, I began training myself. Uh, I just said, you know what, I'm just going to do this. And, you know, I, I did a little bit of research online. I and found that maybe a three day schedule would work for me because I did not want to overdo it because again, lazy. Um, so I did two short runs during the week and the uh, Saturday was my long run at that time. And I, my two short runs in the, during the week would be three miles and my long run started at three miles and every week I would just add one more mile. And Somehow it was easy for me. Um, somebody said at one point, do interval, do interval running, start with that. And so I did that. And some, and that's, I swear, that's why I was able to do it. It was, um, it didn't kill me. I never got injured. Um, it was very doable. If, if I felt like I couldn't run any further, I stopped. I, you know, walk, take a walk break and then start again. It, it was just so doable for me. Um, during that time when I was training at one point, I don't even know where I heard it from, but I heard this lady say, try something from, for 10 years. I said, mm-hmm. what? That sounds crazy because I come from a school of, Hey, we're just going to do this today. You know, we're just going to do this just for today or one day at a time. And, you know, making a long-term goal was just out of my scope. I couldn't even imagine making a long-term goal. I, but I listened to a few more words that she said, and it was like, it, you don't start something, have a little pain, start running, for example, have a little pain in your leg, say, I can't run and don't bring it up again. You got to give your good at it, you know, um, because I could have easily said, oh, I got shin splints. I'm going to stop yeah. running. You know, yeah. and that's what I hear people say, oh, I can't run. Yeah, you can. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, what I like to um, what I like to hammer home some points that you just made is uh, doing something for ten years. In order to get good at anything, it's called the ten thousand hour rule. So you you need to do something for ten thousand hours. So maybe a person may sit there and say, um, you know, this this just isn't for me. They you know they never gave themselves ten thousand hour, hours, right? And so I just wanted to say that when I learned the interval training um, in 2015, uh, first of all, I ruptured my patella tendon in 2009 in my um, right knee. Um, I'm impressed and proud of you for like someone inspiring you to run a half marathon for your first race. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like some people, some people start off with the 5K. So I, in, in my younger years, I've always run 5Ks, but coming back off of injury, I started to, you know, get the, the, the taste in my mouth to run 5Ks again. And then a couple of years later, in 2014, I said, you know, I want to try. I wonder what it feels like to run a half marathon. 
or I think that was in 2013. And I was like, so in 2014, I ran my first half marathon. Then I, I was introduced to the run, walk, run system in 2015. And it basically changed my life. So when this whole time in 2013 is when I started the, uh, it was, the, it was house of 5k program at first where we adopted the name keep calm and run to the best you in 2014 and all the way up until 2019, to be honest with you, like I've been doing the run, walk, run since 2015, but I was sticking to my original schedule of trying to help people run the whole 5k nonstop. But the more I started to, like I showed Chris Ballard, the run, walk, run, and now she's doing half marathons and she would have never did that if she was forced to feel as though you had to run the half marathon nonstop. You understand what I'm saying? So, so, uh, in 2019, and someone says, you know, coach, my shit is bothering me. I started saying, hey, it, it, even though I was only week two, I'm like, hey, you need to try this run, walk, run. <laughs> and so now I see people sticking around, not getting injured and such. So that, that those are some those are some powerful words that you that you said right there. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Thank you. How does running make you feel? I. I do like running. I do enjoy it. I, I really feel like I'm doing something good for myself. Uh, it makes me feel accomplished. Uh, at the same time, it's not always great. It's not always awesome. I recently had to come to uh, learn and accept that all runs are not going to be good. Uh, when I have a bad run, I just need to chop it up as a bad run. Uh, doesn't mean that I did something wrong or I need to start over. There's been bad runs and I'm like, get on my pity pot and like, oh, I can't do it anymore. Um, but it doesn't have to be that. It's, it's not the end of my running career. Uh, running has definitely taught me how to endure physical challenges like just the, like those little aches and pains that you get when your brain tells you you're not supposed to be doing this. <laughs> your brain tries to tell your body, you're not supposed to be moving like this. Um, it's just to push through and um, keep going. Uh, even when I'm hurting, tired, hungry, at the same time, I always have to be, I still have to be very aware of my body and knowing when to slow down or when to stop. You know, um, I just came back in January of 2020 and I saw Jeff Galloway in, in Florida and I picked up the book, uh, his book, the mental training. I believe guys, I put this on my website. Uh, I have to go back and double check, but I believe I put this on our website on the morning motivation read list. We have a page on our page, uh, with all my favorite books that I've been using to help me stay focused on my business, help me stay focused on my running. And so it's called um, the mental, mental training. Okay. And he, and Jeff mentions in this book that when we have, um, you know, we're, we're not talking about a major injury that you have to go to the doctor for, but there's some kind of tweaks and, you know, things that bother us when we first start running. So say I go for a five mile run and it's early in the morning and I start to run and I got a little, little uh, shin issue going on. He talks about taking your brain and telling your body to send blood to that area. 
And mentally going through that exercise, I know what he's talking about. It may be hard for me to describe it, but I know what he's talking about. There's times when I will start a run, and it doesn't feel that great at first. But if I'm going for a five-mile run and I'm having issues the first mile and a half, and I start, like, shifting my mind to a certain way um, before I even read that, next thing I know, I'm in mile four. I don't even feel that that ache or that issue anymore. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so – so a lot of yep. times mentally going through some mantras will help you get through a discomfort, a discomforting time during the course of your run. So you can say things like, you know, just one more interval. I only have one more interval to go. Right. And even if you are like, you know, went out for that five mile run and you're only in mile uh, two and we're practicing the run, walk, run intervals and your interval is two minutes on with a 30-second walk break, you, you might still, if you know, you're only halfway done the workout. You got a lot of intervals still to go. But if you tell your mind, if you, you know, mentally say, I can get through this, just one more interval, boom. You're through that interval, and next thing you know, you're 10 intervals down the road, and you made it further. And I just wanted to say this to you as, as well, Amy, is that, you know, you got to have the bad runs, it helps you to appreciate the good runs even more. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. and when yeah. you do, like, you know, the schedule calls for Tuesday to do, uh, you know, the schedule may call for me to do 10 quarter-mile repeats. I am not in the mood to doing those quarter-mile repeats. There's some Tuesdays I'm ready to do those quarter-mile repeats, and I'm really working hard on those repeats so that I can get a faster 5K. But then there's sometimes I'm just like, it's cloudy. I'm not really feeling it. Guess what I do? I do the best I can. <laughs> you know, it, it, on a good day, I might do 145, you know, around the track for that quarter mile repeat. On a bad day, maybe it's two, two minutes and 15 seconds. But you know what? It's still the cumulative effect that I still did it on that Tuesday, no matter what the time was, because in the long run, that's going to be what, what uh, makes the difference in the race. Make sense? Yes. So uh, what is it that you do for a living? I am a lead case manager at a substance use disorder program for women. And uh, I just listened to your podcast from last week, and you shared that you were a foster child. And so I work, uh, my clientele are are women, women who... uh, might have what we call CWS out here, child welfare services, who who might be fighting for their kids, who um, may have lost their kids to the system. I I, I help single women as well. Um, our program, our clients, the women can bring their children with them if they have them in their custody, okay. of course. Uh, so I so I we serve women and children under twelve. And their children under 12. That is so awesome. You're really doing a great thing, you know, um, changing people's lives and, and, and helping them get back on the road to, to having their, their children back. Do you have children yourself? I do. How old? <laughs> uh, I have a 16-year-old daughter and my son is Aww. 12. That is yeah. awesome. <laughs> do you find yourself like, you know... Um, would you say, so you have a 16-year-old daughter and a 12-year-old son, right? And would yes. you say, like, 
are they uh, a part of the reason why you run? Yes, for sure. I I do want to uh, be healthy for them, of course, and and show them that we can be active and have fun and have fun. That that's the big deal is have nice. fun. You know, we don't have to just be inside. Uh, e- even the physical activity, it, it it's fun. It's fun. It's not it's not a hard thing. Uh, so definitely, I I do have my kids in mind all the With, time. With uh, the schools being down here in New Jersey. I uh, just want to remind parents to uh, get your kids outside for some fresh air. Take those walks. If you need to put the mask on, put the mask on while you're taking your walk. Because the kid, re- remember, the kids don't have gym and school right now because they're being homeschooled. So, um, you know, taking care of your body is going to give them a great, uh, you know, a great, what's the word I'm looking for, Amy? A, a good role model. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> A good, a good example. Go. Um, what is it that you like most about your job, about what you do? I, helping, helping the women, of course. I, teaching them, uh, helping them find themselves, uh, just being able to, to uh, help them find a new way yeah. to live. And are you, like, sitting at yeah. a desk all day, or do you, like... Oh, no. <laughs> no, I we do a lot of sitting uh, because we have to do a lot of note taking. Of mm-hmm. course, there's a lot of documentation in, involved in my job. Uh, we are uh, funded through the county, through Medi-Cal. So uh, there's a lot of documentation that has to be very accurate. But I'm also in the field a lot. I'm driving them places. I'm out there in the program, making sure everybody's following the rules and um, being there for what we call um, hallway counseling uh, because it's a big program. So a lot of times a lady would pass me and she'll say, Hey, Amy, I got to do a quick, you know, five minute counsel in the hallway. So very, very much um, there, there's some walking around. It's not half and half, yeah. I guess I, I should say. Yeah. Well, you know what's interesting that you mentioned that there's some a lot of driving in some situations. Um, and mm-hmm. you told me about, you know, you have been practicing intermittent fasting. And if you can think back before you started intermittent, intermittent fasting, uh, do you remember maybe hitting up drive throughs or like, when you when you would go on these uh, driving tours, did you find yourself snacking a lot? All the time, my eating habits were terrible. I used to um, feel very insecure if I didn't have enough food with me. Uh, it, my desk was always full with junk, uh, candy, uh, and yes, I would always. I, I every once in a while, I'd stop and have to get something. Whether sometimes I would try to choose a healthier option, but I, I was always afraid to be mm. hungry. So how, <laughs> how long have you been uh, practicing intermittent fasting? It's been about okay. six months. What, what, what made yeah. you give it a try? So uh, I started watching, I started uh, seeing it a lot on, on the Facebook running pages. People talking about an intermittent fasting and running. Okay. Yeah, that that was a hot topic. Uh, I went for a nine mile run like a week or two two weeks ago, and I said, you know what? I'm going to ask a question in the 
the running group that I belong to and um, on Facebook. And I said, uh, I'm just going to ask a simple question because I'm not trying to spam anybody or like, you know, they don't want you selling anything. And so I said, let me just ask a question. Who does intermittent fasting and run at the same time? And I, I had to turn that, that, you know, I had to save that post because so many people kept, kept commenting and commenting and commenting. So I, I think I got a lot of episodes with some interesting individuals just based on that question alone. Right. <laughs> um, so you kept seeing it and you figured you would give it a try. Yes. Yes. So what changes in your body have you noticed since, you know, trying this six months ago? Uh, inches lost for sure. And, uh, I'm beginning to see muscle definition, especially in my legs. Uh, doesn't look as uh, there's not as much cellulite okay. there. Tighten it up, tone it. That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yes. Now, um, I kind of mentioned something about Zumba. Did I see that you teach Zumba too? Yes, I am a licensed Zumba instructor. And you did boot camp. Yeah, I do boot camp with my um, this the, my club. I. I I participate in a studio and um, so when I go to classes, they also, I do Zumba and boot camp at the studio um, as a student. And then I bring a Zumba class to my clients at work. So, so here it is, here, here it is. You always had food. You were sugar junkie and you started, started intermittent fasting six months ago, but you could like, you, you could see the difference. You know, now, yes. so you can relate to what I was talking about, running 10 miles, taking an hour and 45 minutes to do 10 miles, perhaps, and burn 1,200 calories and then eat it in 10 minutes at a drive through So now, you know, you may have been doing all these things, but you are now finally starting to see the the definition, the cellulite burn. Yes, that's for sure. And 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 the inches lost along around the waist. Mm. Um, I my I can tighten my belt loop, my belt tighter. I am buying. I'm in the process of trying to figure out what size pants I'm wearing now. Um, I was always buying a ten, and I just bought a size eight, and I think I have to go a little bit smaller. So how how has uh, intermittent fasting affected your runs? Have you seen a difference in your runs? Uh, yes, yes, definitely. Um, because again, you know, I've been on online doing all this research. What should we eat before a race? Mm. Um, how, how much, what time, uh, all that stuff. And I just really found that my, I did not do good on a full stomach. Mm -hmm. I did not, I, I, I ran horrible, uh, cramps and just feeling really heavy and feeling nausea uh, so running fasted has really helped me. How many- and I do believe, I do believe, I'm sorry. I do believe, uh, it has improved my, my speed and, um, and, uh, techniques as well. How, how many hours do you fast before you start your run? So I, I'm taking it that you run on a fasted state. Uh, yes. I, I don't know. I heard you ask that in, um, the previous a podcast and I started thinking about it I was like well I usually think about how many miles I run in a fasted state usually so I usually start eating about between 11 and 12 and then I stop eating between 5 and 6 okay 
So if I if I know that there's a long run coming, like on that 19 mile, I must have been about eight, at least 18 hours. You fasted. For, uh, fasted. You fasted for yeah. 18 hours, then ran 19 yeah. miles. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, then ran. I brought a lunch with me. Uh, you know, I brought food with me because I, I still have that anxiety of of being hungry or not having food. Right. So I made sure to have healthy. I had potatoes and a nut butter and um, something else. I can't remember what it was, but I had those things with me to eat and I ate them at mile 10. Oh, wait a second, wait a second. You had, a, wh- where did you carry a potato? <laughs> <laughs> where did you carry a nut? Uh, I, know, I know it's easy for you to carry a nut butter pack, but I'm just envisioning yeah. you with this power belt on with a whole jar of nut butter. <laughs> Well, I, I have I have a vest. I bought a new vest, which is great because I knew I was going to be doing distance running. I wanted to run my marathon with this vest on. Okay. So of course, that's I've been training with it, and there's so many pockets in it. Mm. So uh, I I cooked up the potato before I. <laughs> so I just diced up this potato, put some salt and pepper on it, what? and um, you know cooked it and put it in a small baggie, and it was ready to go. What? I brought two, but I only needed one. What? Yeah. Don't yeah. overpack and weigh yourself down now. But that no, no. that was good though. That that was good that you know now you know you don't need to bring two, right? So right. I like to um you know for those that did not hear last week's episode, I like to run on a 12 hour uh, if I have a major race coming, uh, the next day it starts at eight o'clock. I try to close my window at eight PM the night before and then I wake up at five AM or so, have a couple of uh black coffee nitro cold brew something like that and then mm-hmm. you know i'm ready to go for race day um i train i i train and i run I, I don't bring any water with me or anything so on race on race day um if i need something i don't i don't grab gatorade or anything like that i don't grab any gel packs i just i might you know especially if it's humid out i'll stop past the water station grab some water and then keep it moving but um you know, the way that you target belly fat is to exercise in a fasted state. It does not make sense for us to, um, I used to work with a nutrition company, by the way, and then, you know, they were selling, um, you know, pre-workout stuff that actually, absolutely, I had to take it three hours in advance so that I can get it out of my system. It would just upset my stomach like crazy. And, um, you know, you're putting in calories and everything like that. I took my son to the gym one time. Uh, and he wanted a protein shake directly afterwards. Okay. And the protein shake was 450 calories of a chocolate banana, uh, you know, peanut butter, chocolate protein shake. And he only burned 350 calories on the elliptical machine. That's why people are on those machines and not seeing any results. However, if you intermittent fast, you know, work out in a fasted state, you're not having to burn off the food. You just ate the pre-workout. You're burning your own belly fat. So, um, there is a way to target. And if the longer you wait to eat after the workout, the, the more the, the effect of, of uh, you know, getting to your health results is going to become. Okay? Don't feel as though also the industry wants you to believe you got to eat protein uh, 45 minutes after the workout, you know, to fuel your muscles. Um, Amy and I are both getting leaner <laughs> by not subscribing to that philosophy. Just putting it out there. um so once again let me recap something mother of two 
professional woman as you are, you're training, doing Zumba, you're doing all these different things. How about you lay it out there for our listeners? Um, you know, first of all, let me ask you this. How do you actually fit running in to your schedule? Uh, well, I wish I was better at it. I, I'm not doing that great with it right now. Um, I My long runs on the weekends seem to be uh, the easiest for me. I'm really struggling with the midweek runs. Well, what I like to say to you is, you know, kind of sticking to that schedule that you had originally, whereas nice and easy on the week weekdays. So if you could just carve out 30 minutes, that's all you really need. Don't worry about don't worry about three miles or whatever. Just set a timer for 30 minutes. Go for a nice, easy Tuesday, Thursday, 30 minute run and then your long run on the weekend. I think I believe that you can get back into the midweek. OK, OK, then. So we got that now. What inter- what is your current routine, you know, when it comes to your fasting? Do you subscribe to like a, a 16-8 or, you know, what what time of day works for you? Well, kind of tell that to our listeners because there's probably another mother out there just like you, busy schedule, and trying to see how they can fit it all in. I, uh, I currently practice mostly the 18-6. Uh, and on the weekends, I like to do OMAD if possible, um, exercise a few times a week with my cross training, like you said, with boot camp and Zumba. Um, I, I didn't start with 18 hours though. I, I started very small because again, I don't like to, uh, set myself up for failure or make the challenge too hard. Uh, I, I think the first time I tried, I tried 16 and I was like, oh, I was dying. Uh, <laughs> then I brought it down to like 13 and kind of just, just like my running, just increased it little by little, um, you know, and, and, and learning, looking up ways to combat this hunger with, um, without eating. Uh, so a lot of water and uh, homemade electro, uh, calorie-free electrolytes uh, and, uh, you know, keeping busy. So, like you said, you know, uh, 10, 10 years. If you're going to try something, do it for 10 years, right? <laughs> and, again, that, that, that may seem like an exaggeration, but what you learned throughout that process is not to give up so easy. Don't give up so early because when you uh, was dying after 16 hours, you could have easily told yourself, this ain't for me. This is too hard. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I always suggest for beginners starting out – to do a 13 hour fast. So just to keep every, the numbers nice and simple and easy, you know, you cut dinner off at 6 PM. You can have breakfast at, at 7 AM. That's a 13 hour fast. We all can do that and being mindful of it. See when we're not mindful, think about the the flip side. You wake up in the morning, you got to be to work at eight o'clock. You wake up at six, you have a cup of coffee with cream, sugar, you know, you might have a snack, you know, and then at dinner, you're eating dinner with the family at 6 p.m. And then you're watching Netflix at 8. And that, you know, you can go get a cheese and crackers at 10 p.m. You're eating for 16, 17, 19 hours. Right. And so just by mindfully paying attention to your eating window can help you get some major results um, that you may have been chasing all of your life and spending thousands of dollars on supplements that something as simple as this can really help you out. So 
With that being said, let me ask you this. What are some of your challenges? Uh, motivation. Uh, I, I make too many excuses, which I really don't have any. Uh, maybe not enough accountability. Uh, I suffer from self-pity. And my number one challenge is having a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so how do you plan, you know, how do you plan on overcoming those challenges? We see the challenge. How do we, how do we, uh, I did a post earlier this week because, you know, I'm coach from the run to the best you.com. So people see me post about runs all the time. And then I did this push-up challenge a hundred a day. So I, I, I posted this picture of me doing push-ups, something that most of my followers don't see me do, but I do push-ups all the time. So I put it on there. When you have a challenge, you either want to run around them or you're going to push through them. So mm. how do you uh, plan to overcome those challenges that you just mentioned? So I, I think by improving my accountability will help. Uh, just getting more accountability out there, uh, maybe overcoming uh, my desire or lack of desire of running with people, other people. I usually run alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think is okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. but it's nice to run with a friend also. Uh, and, and I've been thinking about hiring a coach. Well, that kind of leads me to that next question. How did you, how did you find <laughs> us? How did you find our podcast? Oh, you know, I, I think I did a search for intermittent fasting and running. I, I literally did that. And, and yours was one of the ones that popped up. And I, uh, I haven't stopped listening since. Oh man, that touches my heart. And <laughs> the the show was called the Running Intermittent Fasting and Weight Loss Podcast. And then our Danielle Celesi from that we helped run Chicago Marathon, um, all online. Never, I haven't yet to meet her face to face. She's like one of my first online clients. And she, we, we, we helped her run the Chicago Marathon. Just like you, she needed some accountability. Um, she saw me on Facebook, and she was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. So she signed up to our accountability group. And then the rest is history. Uh, Amy, let me just put it out there to you with her. Um, I'm a, I'm, I love football. Um, I was playing fantasy football. I'm not going to play fantasy football this coming year. I'm too busy. But I was playing. I, I, I like football. I love watching football. I like fantasy football. I get to like look at my app to see the stats of the, the running back r- rush for this amount of yards, my quarterback get me this amount of points. But uh, Danielle was running Chicago during football season, and I actually set up a, a, a Zoom meeting, and I had a couple of our New Jersey members get on with me and all give her a piece of advice or motivation, encouragement. It touched her heart so much. She was almost in tears from that, you know, from that little session. We, it was like probably six o'clock in the morning or five o'clock in the morning for us. We got up. We did that. She ran Chicago. She she was like uh, messaging me, and actually she shared the link of her bid and everything like that. So all of our members in New Jersey, we were all tethered to our phone in October, tracking her mile for mile. It was more exciting than any fantasy football you can ever imagine. If, you know what I'm saying? We were so connected. It was it was so beautiful. So, um, I'm glad that uh, you found us. 
and you can sh- for sure sign up to our Run for the Best You program. Our accountability group will help you stay focused. You got some private sessions with me that I'll be like personalizing things for you. And uh, I'm excited. How's that me now? too. It sounds so good. <laughs> when when you when you looked that up, how long ago was that? I'm wondering if you if you looked that up when it was called the running intermittent fasting and weight loss. No, you had already changed the name of it. It's been about two months. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. That's real exciting. So that that's that's crazy. That's so good. And, yeah. and again, again, there are some listeners out there that has not reached out. Um, I took my son to a Eagles game. And someone posted in the Eagles game, um, in that picture, you don't know me, but I've been listening to your podcast and I'm getting married. I've been using your podcast for the last two months and I've lost this weight to help me get in my wedding dress. I can't express enough, like as, as a creator of this content, we have no idea if anyone's even listening to it. Like, I mean, the anchor app that I use tells me that we have some listeners and where they're coming from and stuff, but but we want to, to, to see a face or have the, those comments mean the world to us. You know what I'm saying? So I thank you so, so much. Um, is there anything that, has, that you're working on right now that has you excited? Any special events coming up that you're working on? I do. But I want to touch base on what you just said um, because your response was amazing to me. Uh, first of all, I've never been – I've never listened to so many of the same podcasts. Uh, But one day I reached out to you for something. I don't even remember what it was, but you responded to me. And you responded to me with an answer to whatever my question was. And, And you didn't send me a list of prices or, you know, I'll answer your question if you join my club. You know, you, your, your response, was amazing. And, um, I really feel like, uh, you care about your listeners. I really feel like you do. And I feel like you, you, you like what you do. You love what you do. I know it's, I know it's your passion. So if anybody is listening to these podcasts and have a question for coach, reach out, he will, you are an individual to coach Tadris. Um, I know that from experience. I was nobody special when, when I reached out to you. Like, you know, you know, you didn't have to reach out, reach back. You didn't have to answer my question, um, but you did quick. And I thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that out loud. I really appreciate that. I'll send you the money later. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You know, uh, Tammy, uh, Djokovic, who, uh, or I should say Jokovic, I'm sorry. Uh, she's, she said the same thing that you, you know, you really care. And, and I'm glad that that's coming across because I do, it's not, it's not just about dollars and cents. You know what I mean? Like you said, I have a passion for this and I do want to retire from my mainstream, uh, thing. This is, this is, has been a side hustle for me since, uh, 2013. And just like, just like you're saying, uh, people can give up real easy, you know, sometimes it takes a year of doing podcasts before things start catching on, you know what I mean? And I'm only in like, I'm almost a year, June would be a year. Um, so I'm like 10 months into this thing and I just, I, I really love it. And, and that's why I'm putting it out there because I believe that people, you know, I, like, again, 
I started this run to the best you program alongside of when I was working with a nutrition company. And they said, build the business around things you enjoy doing. We run half the people that was doing this particular training, Amy, they ran half marathons and they said, we bring people with us and we post on social media. And I said, I never, I would never do a half marathon. I can't do a half marathon. That was my language. I can't do a half marathon, but I can teach people how to run a 5k. I can teach them what to eat, how to eat. I can show them how to lose weight. And at the time I was using these nutrition products that now I don't agree with. I don't believe in, but Mm -hmm. You know, we created this baby together. Now this is my baby. This is my 100% baby. And I'm putting everything into this. I no longer, you know, uh, do the nutrition products because I learned a better way. So I believe that people deserve and, and should feel amazing every single day. And it shouldn't cost them thousands of dollars to get to that desired result. And we're going to, we're going to teach you how to get those results. And that's what, that is what makes me different because of my love for people. And uh, so I, I really appreciate you saying that. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, we, we, I, I digress a little bit, but uh, before we let you go, I just wanted to know, is there anything that you are working on personally that you're excited about? Oh, yes. Uh, well, you know, with all the cancellations, I uh, was training um Hence the reason for the 19 mile run. I was training for the rock and roll San Diego marathon. That would have been my first marathon. Mm. Um, it's been rescheduled. Thank God it's uh, not canceled. It's been rescheduled yeah. for a to be determined date in fall. So uh, as I had shared with you before, maybe uh, my plan now is to continue training like you've been saying um, as well as maybe doing some fine tuning, um, like, uh, form and speed. Yes. So I definitely can, uh, help you with that. Um, we, we know that just for our listeners, I actually put together a 5k every year, um, for the last, this was, this is going to be our fourth season doing it. We help support the uh, South Jersey Field of Dreams here in New Jersey, which is an organization that help disabled children play baseball on a cushion field. They have the Yankees. The the they have all major league baseball teams, um, like the real uniforms and everything like that. And our race helps support that organization. Well, they canceled their spring uh, session. Our race was scheduled for May thirtieth, twenty twenty. Um, and I'm announcing it for the first time. I haven't even sent the email out yet, but our race is going to be rescheduled and, and moved to September. Okay. So I believe it's September 5th, um, is the date. I got to double check that. I apologize, but yeah, we still plan on doing it and we, we, we hope and pray that everything is, is okay. And people can get back to doing these sort of things. Uh, it's crazy what a month, how, how a month have changed so much, um, you know, what, what, what has happened. And I saw someone on Instagram post a throwback Thursday of her standing next to her friend with a race bib on. It's like, man, you know, we can't wait to be able to stand next to each other again, you know? Um, So we're excited for you. We're going to uh, follow your journey towards that, that marathon. Good for you. Um, Thank you for being on the show. But before we let you go, what can you say to our listeners who may be ready to start their journey tomorrow? Or I should say today. Who's ready to start their yes. journey today? Yes. Uh, little by little, 
Uh, don't beat yourself up when you don't meet your own expectations. Uh, these, th this one's very important. Don't compare yourself to others. Uh, and you're a runner, not a jogger. Uh, interval runners are runners. So I have a few quotes there, uh, but they all, to me, apply to the new runner. Um, we're runners, not joggers. That's right. That's right. It doesn't <laughs> matter if you ran a, a half marathon or a full marathon. You're a marathoner, too, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, shoot. And so, um, you know, you said a lot there. And don't, don't even compare yourself to what you were before. Sometimes mm -hmm. we do that. Like, I used to run. You know, you, you did not, Amy did not grow up as an athlete. She just took this on not too long ago. But some of us may have been running before and you're like, oh, I'm trying to get back to that, that, you know, sub 25 minute 5K. But you're not there right now. Be present. Be present to where you are now. Because if not, you may end up hurting yourself. So comparing yourself to yourself sometimes is just as negative as comparing yourself to someone else. Once again, our heart goes out to you. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time to share your story. You had a lot to bring to this this podcast, and we thank you so much. Uh, and, and my final words to you guys, everybody out there, please share this episode on any of your social media platforms. You never know who may be inspired by it. Please go to Apple Podcasts and rate the show. Leave a comment like Amy did because – Someone searching for this type of information, the more you put your your comments in the ratings and things like that, it may they may read your comment and say, okay, I'm going to take a listen to that. And this episode may change your life. So once again, thank you, Amy, for being on. Everyone, have a great week. Thank you.